Hello everyone, I'm Heather Dutweiler, and this is season two of How Are You Really Doing? The Allianz Mental Health Podcast. I'm really proud to lead a team of people at Allianz who feel empowered to have open conversations about mental health with each other, and we want to invite you to join us. Over the course of this season, we will host conversations with special guests from Allianz and beyond. Along the way, we will highlight stories of hardship and triumph, practical tips, lessons learned, and wishes for the future of mental health in the workplace. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How Are You Really Doing? The Allianz Mental Health Podcast. I'm Christine Pacan and part of Heather Dutweiner's team, Global Programs in Allianz U, and the Responsible Health Training Programs Manager in Allianz Global Life and Health Academy. I've been with Allianz for quite a few years, and in my personal experience, it started slowly. But until today, I could see a lot of things changing. Some of us might even say, today changes are coming faster than in the past. And we know that changes can have an enormous impact, not only on our daily life, but also on our well-being and mental health. Today, we have the great pleasure to talk about changes and mental health to Petros Papanikolaou. Petros, you are the CEO of Central Eastern Europe. You can also look back a number of years with Allianz and you have seen a lot of changes and possible effects. What do you think of when you hear mental health? Yeah, I think it's a... Is a very much uh, in fashion topic in today's world, Christine. And it's a pleasure for me to have this opportunity to chat with you on a, on a, such a sensitive, I would say, and such an inspiring topic in today's world. For me, before we start talking about what mental health is about, we have to check a bit uh, what is the world we are living into, because this is the reason why we are addressing mental health. We are living in a world where things are happening in a very speedy manner, and we have to have the brain and the soul to adapt to what is going on around us, be it the organization, be it the environment, the circumstances with people, with all the changes and the way we incorporate it in our life. So I would clearly say that the biggest challenge in today's world is speed, speed on everything, speed on adapting ourselves and making ourselves available in a faster manner than in the past. I would address three important components from a human perspective that for me are vital in this context. One has to do with the physical part of our of ourselves, you know, our body, the way we deal with our body, the way we train our body, the way uh, we improve uh, the behavior, behavioral attributes of our body. Then um, we have um, our brain, our brain like a learning engine that accumulates experiences and learning and makes itself available to be fit and improve. And then our heart, if I may say so. So our emotions, the way our emotions are playing a role on the way we run ourselves. So the complexity of all those three components put together, it can be a nuclear bomb if there is no balance. And that's why I think the relevance of the mental health topic is, is crucial. So what we can see, there are 
definitely several dimensions of uh, mental health for you. And um, as you said, balancing um, yeah, sounds a little bit like a keyword already. Um, and I would like to know then, how do you stay healthy mentally yourself? How do you balance it? Yeah, I would say, and I'm very proud of that, I don't balance, first of all. So it's, it's, very, it's an overstatement to say for anybody, I think of us, that we balance. And sometimes, you know, we pretend that we balance. But we struggle, we all struggle. So it's a struggle, it's a daily struggle, every day, every moment. My efforts are focused in those three dimensions I, I mentioned earlier. And I put a lot of energy on keeping a discipline in all those three components in a balanced manner. On the, on the body part, and you know, people that are, we are working together, they know that for years, that I'm somebody who is passionate in, in training. And, you know, I'm a person who is running, I'm doing a lot of sports. And when people are complaining, I have no time. I tell them, you know, sleep faster and you find time. There is always space for something that we want to do. Last uh, Sunday, I ran the Vienna Marathon. And it was um, a painful experience for me because I was not trained for that. So it took me a bit more than five and a half hours But the mental effort that I put to myself uh, to make it happen, it is something that was so rewarding for me. And the mental process during this activity and many things related to my job that were coming through my head during this time when I was me and myself, I think uh, is an important element of my life. I always encourage people to work on their body because this brings them in a fitness level that allows them to navigate in today's world. The second part, uh, which um, is very dear to me, is learning. And, and learning not in an abstract manner. I'm not talking about, you know, just going through a learning of, you know, we just listen a video for half an hour and we perceive ourselves as active learners. I'm not underestimating the importance of doing some, uh, you know, interactive learning or some active learning through listening. But learning is a bit more profound because it has to influence the way you think about something. And therefore, to build the right arguments, you need to expose yourself to a deeper learning process. So I, I, I split my learning activities in two parts. Ones are the, I would call them easy ones. So a LinkedIn video is a nice thing. You just listen and you refresh your, your mind on something. And then a bit more deeper learnings where I'm talking about certified learnings where you need to spend two to three months on a deeper dive uh, on a topic where you really consider yourself as a bit more knowledgeable than the naive visitor of the topic. And there, I also find a lot of balance, you know, through the learning, because the learning keeps my brain at a good fitness level in today's world. And then the last part, which is a bit more personal, if I may say so, it has to do with the emotional component of, of ourselves and the way we deal with our feelings. And there I would say I'm, I'm a person and, and sometimes it doesn't sound too good because, you know, emotions are not always pleasant ones. But I'm a person who expresses himself always. So if I feel something and it's nice, I enjoy sharing. 
if I feel something that it doesn't work very well, I also share because I need to take it out of myself and work it out with my colleagues, with the people that I am surrounded by. And yeah, I think it's also extremely rewarding the input that I receive from colleagues that are also giving me, uh, I would say, an, an emotional booster many times by enriching my emotional world with their emotions, with their experiences. And this is, uh, I think, amazingly helpful. So if I want to put them in those three baskets, one is the, the body and training, the other one is learning, and then speaking up and talking about uh, things that you feel in a nice manner, in a respectful manner. But still, talking about them independently, whether they are only good or only bad, everything is addressable. And this makes me feel, I would say, quite quite balanced. I'm, I'm not the most balanced person, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But this is part of my effort and my continuous journey, if I may say so. So I can hear that you challenge yourself mostly every day in different manners. And that, that also gives you all the spirit and yeah, it keeps you alive. Let's have a look back at Allianz. Which touch points have you had with mental health in your professional career as a leader? Many touch points. Uh, I, I cannot recall all of them. But also when changes were happening in the organization, when, um, as, as we, we already discussed, I am somebody who is coming from the AGF world. And when Allianz stepped in and the changes at that time and the way we had to find, uh, you know, our ground and, and feel the comfort that we are part of the new house and we are working nicely, um, this was uh, this was a journey. It was not um, a one-off thing. And then also my my move to Munich uh, and starting uh, working for the group from another position than the local one in Greece. It was not an easy moment. I remember Oliver better, and this is something I always say, and 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 he's laughing at me when I I recall it regularly. When I came in, he said to me, you know, Petros, if you want to succeed, you have to change yourself. You have to spend at least six months to a year listening about, you know, what is going on around the house. You are not the guy who is leading a small organization like the house you were leading in Greece anymore. And therefore, you need to receive stimulation for activities through the colleagues rather than you being the wise man who knows everything and who is in a position to resolve uh, all the problems. And this was a big, a big stress for me because I've learned to live as a leader for quite some time by being the front runner of the business. And then I had to step back and in an engaging manner, listen what the community was bringing to me. And this was a revealing part of my career because I learned to do more through others than through myself. And the rewarding uh, uh, element of this um, uh, quality interaction with the colleagues was something amazing that I didn't discover at the scale. I discovered it when I was uh, working. I started working for the group here uh, in Munich and then in Vienna, the same as well. We moved away from our comfort zone, a bunch of people all together. And we found our comfort in, in a rather short period of time. And now I ask the colleagues sometimes, 
either as a joke or as a serious question. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's more, more fun than, than serious. How does it feel? And they say it feels great. It's better than before. So this is for me, you know, extremely rewarding that we took a challenge through a change and we made it work uh, for all of us. But the mental stress, you know, during those times, all of those examples I mentioned, it was always at the top, you know, at the highest level. And uh, you need to have composure and structure in your head. First of all, to decently survive when the going gets tough. And then later on to navigate in a manner that uh, you find solutions and you drive um, a, a comfortable journey the way ahead. Yeah, it's also about a self-confidence that you have to find. And it's about trust, also trust to others and to say, well, I'll leave task to others. Um, I cannot solve everything myself. So somehow we have got to do it together in a specific manner. Yeah, and I, I guess you always also will have situations where you can see that you cannot influence them. So you have no power over them. So what to do in these situations? Yeah, I think the, the self-confidence element is very important and it's not about leadership, it's for everybody. Uh, I don't distinguish people in, uh, let's say, cliche categories, the manager, the non-manager, the leader and the non-leader. We are all leaders in our world. There is nobody in today's world who can claim that he's not leading or she's not leading something. And uh, we have to feel the power and the responsibility that this brings uh, to each colleague of us. I, I always say that in our organization today, the leader is the frontliner because those people know more than what we know. And therefore, they might be in a position to resolve the puzzle much faster and in a much more convincing manner than people that are leading the house, but they are completely, in some cases, agnostic to what is going on in the front line. So I would say that the element of, of focus, uh, the element of uh, uh, clear target setting and what we want to achieve is relevant for all of us. So we need to have a way to do it. I, I always use the example, you know, it's an interesting one, uh, of young mothers or fathers. When we say, okay, I have to take out my kid, you know, outside for a walk. And uh, they take this little kind of, uh, uh, you know, this kind of a chariot or whatever, and they go out doing the walk every day. And you see some of them, you know, super happy when they do it. Some others, they just feel the need to do it, but they are still there. So the same kind of discipline they show and we show all of us, you know, when it is about our kid, about a human life that is growing, the same discipline we should show about our business because it's just the same thing. It's nothing else than a kid, you know, that grows together with us. We build it up and the more we care, the better it's going to be. And this, I think, this element of, of strength Is, is important for us to understand in terms of responsibility. And sometimes, you know, people that are disconnecting the personal component of a family life to the business life, I, I think, I wouldn't call it a sign of weakness, but it's definitely a clear excuse that, you know, I, I will not do it in my business world because, you know, it's a different story. No, is it not a different story? We are the same, the same person. 
on everything. And we have to find the strength and the balance to do it uh, properly. Now, on, on the trust component, and it goes together, you know, to the, to, to the previous point I was making. You know, if people are open and they engage into a, uh, let's say, constructive discussion in resolving the problems and the challenges that we face, and they see behind everything an opportunity to do something better and to do something more, then is an amazingly powerful journey to, to share and exchange with people and to learn through each other and to grow together as a team. And, and this is something I think that, you know, I, I can say very openly, I, I have the pleasure and the honor, you know, to, to be part of a team where people around me are really great people, great Alliance people, amazing colleagues, young ones, more senior ones, all of them together, one of a kind, a great community of professionals that are all striving for excellency. They want to do more. We are playing Champions League in the region, and this is what we say when we are between us, and we are all good players for a great team. So this trust element, you know, it makes, is like the gluing factor of the team members so that we all come together we don't only make ourselves available, but we make the best out of everything. And, and this is what our journey is about. It's not by chance that our numbers and the way our community is behaving for the last eight years, they have been growing together. So we didn't grow only numbers. We grew also as a community of people interconnected, knowing each other, caring about each other. And this is something that matters as much as the numbers. That means recognition, not only to yourself, but also be aware of all the others around and give recognition to whatever is happening there. Be open to whatever you can see. Yeah, there is a key word. And, and this is something, you know, that I have been living with since my, my childhood. And, and the, this word is thank you. So every loop in our world, anything that we do has to to start and to end with a thank you. You cannot close a loop without a thank you. It can be a good thing, it can be a less good thing, a more challenging thing, but there has to be a thank you at a certain point. It's an extremely rewarding thing to show appreciation. And, and this is, uh, for me, you know, an element uh, of uh, quality, of professionalism, and also uh, an element of, you know, exchanging and sharing trust that allows us to grow together as a team. So is there a specific learning? As you said, learning is so important for you. Um, you would like to share with us when you look back to your career as a leader in the Allianz? I would just say that uh, during a lifetime journey, there are always some milestones that you, you pick up and you say, okay, those are the things that have stamped my, my career. Uh, for me, professionally, one of the most important points was a decision I took in my early working years to switch from an advisory role to a more operational one because I started with Ernst Young and a consulting firm. At that time, I was in, in the consulting and auditing area. And then uh, I switched to, to an insurance company in the finance function This was a, an important point of my career. And then uh, I realized how different it is to advise, you know, companies and uh, to be just 
an outsider and becoming an operator, a responsible operator, an accountable one on, on producing numbers and performing uh, together with, uh, with a team of people that are uh, working with you. And, and this was an important part of my, uh, of my journey, an important element of my uh, professional development. I was always passionate in, in working hard, but not in the, uh, I would say, in this cliche way of somebody, you know, who is dying from early in the morning till late at night in the office. Working hard, I mean, by, by thinking a lot, spending a lot of time on reflecting on what is happening around and deepening my understanding on, on situations. And this is sometimes an amazingly painful process because sometimes, you know, on the surface, different things are happening that what is happening at the at the deepest part of the ocean. And, and you need to dive deep to understand what is going on, particularly in a business of caring like insurance. Insurance is not a business, you know, like, uh, like others. Uh, it's about people and we have to care about people. We have to show emotions and empathy. And this cannot happen because it's written in a book. We have to feel it. And the only way you feel it is by digging deep into everything, getting into details, understanding profoundly what is going on. And this has been for me a very revealing process. I've done claims, I've opened claims files, I've managed claims, I've seen claimants personally, I spend a lot of time with them. And this was for me extremely revealing in terms of training and understanding and, and learning. So, yeah, those are the things that I, I would put a bit more into perspective. So my, my jump from a consulting business to more operational business in insurance, and then this uh, amazing learning exposure that I had uh, when, and even today, you know, I, I do the frontline job. So I'm not just there, you know, to, to check and to observe and to criticize, but doing the thing and understanding how does it feel this is, I think, uh, a very important part of my journey and, and a vital one even today. So I'm, I'm always keen, you know, to, to go into the details, not just for the sake of, of, of knowing the thing, but also feeling the thing, getting into the emotional status of the person who is feeling something. And then I think we are much more wise on what needs to be done to seek for the opportunity and make this a better a better professional world for all of us. When you now think about team leads in Allianz, I would like to know um, which advice could you give other leaders on how to deal um, with a fast-changing environment? Yeah, I think uh, th this one is, uh, I would say, an easy one. It's about uh, the way teams are working in a coordinated manner to achieve certain results. Because I don't think, you know, Any one of us can claim that today we are on our own and we face the challenges in an individual manner. It's, it's more about uh, working together with our people in a coordinated manner and achieving a balanced improvement where the entire uh, human uh, kind of body of the organization is moving ahead. And, and, and there I think uh, a key element is to allow the people to front run the thing. 
because you know you, you cannot pull everybody to eternity you will be exhausted and then <laughs> it will never work so you have to to trust the team and to make the team uh, front run whatever needs to be done in a proper manner and there i think this has become a bit of an artistic uh, effort in today's world is not an easy one. There is no manual or blueprint that describes how any team should operate. It depends a lot on the personalities of the people, the way they are interconnected, the comfort they feel to speak up openly on anything and address all the points they can make, and then a balanced way where things are moving ahead by bringing into the job everybody without allowing, you know, leftovers or people that are lagging behind by bringing the entire team in a coordinated manner uh, to move ahead. And as I said, this is an art. It's not a task. It's not an activity. It's an art today. And I think many, many leaders today, they fail because they are... Uh, uh, they are pushed by the anxiety of uh, performance and they miss the opportunity of an inclusive approach uh, of, uh, of teamwork that would allow the entire team to be together into the challenge. So, yeah, I, I believe a lot on, on the power and the strength uh, of the team and I always enjoy uh, is one of the most pleasant moments in my life. And I can talk hours about examples. And I think it would be embarrassing for the colleagues that will listen to that if they hear themselves into that. How much inspiration I get from even, you know, one sentence or a statement or a reflection point coming from a colleague that brings a spark to the head of all of us. And we say, okay, but now this is a different thing. We never thought about it. Let's go in this direction without any agenda. And then let's explore um, where does this bring us? And then maybe a greater thing than what we were initially thinking about. So it's just an, an iterative process, if I may say, so that has an extreme um, value that is brought from the, the components of our organization. That means that you, you have to make it possible that you feel the team spirit and you have to bring it to life to also allow mental health at the end, if I yeah. get you right. Yes, yes, Christine. I think, you know, the mental health uh, component is, an, is a sad assessment when it comes up because certain things didn't go well. And then we talk about mental health. But I think before, everybody has the responsibility, as I said earlier, to be open, to discuss everything, to share emotions and concerns, and to make the work run in a nice manner and uh, in an inclusive way, where people are part of it. We don't allow somebody to be part of a team without truly contributing in the well-being and the progress of the team. And this element of having us all together, it allows us also to feel more comfortable that this is not, that nobody has assigned to us an individual task that brings a, a paramount level of stress. We are together and we can seek for help and understanding from each other. And then we can make it work at the end of the day because it's not about rocket science. Insurance is a people business. And, and people that care about people, they can make it. There is no, 
there's nothing more more sophisticated than just a simple life lesson. Petros, thank you so much for your time and thanks to all of you for listening. Looking forward to seeing you at our next episode of How Are You Really Doing? The Allianz Mental Health Podcast. Take care. And remember, it's okay not to be okay. This podcast is an Allianz U original in collaboration with Health at People Product House.